Hello friends, it's time to drop the needle on another episode of Super Sonic Chat. This is the music podcast full of debate, joust, thought experiments, sometimes it's just awesome chat. And we do it all in the name of entertainment. My name is Adrian Warhope. And I'm Leon Leroux. Adrian, as the keeper of the questions and the crafter of the conundrums for this beautiful chat of ours where we tackle the sonic concepts, what musical marble has been rolling around in your brain can this week, pal? Well, the brain can always sparks into action. Whenever I meet someone for the first time, I love to ask them, what kind of music do you like? And Leon, what do people always say when you ask them, hey, what kind of music do you like? Well, they say, you know, a little bit of everything. I like this and I like that. And I kind of, you know, dip my toe in everywhere. I like everything. So I always follow up with what have you been listening to? And that's what I want to get to today. Yeah, I love these episodes. Well, before we get into it, I've got a little surprise for you, pal. Oh. It's called Podcast Bingo. Podcast Bingo. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is this is like a, a long play because some of these things might not happen every episode, but throughout editing the last 50 episodes. 50! Um, yeah, 50. This is 51, bro. It's nice. There's, um, I've noticed a few things that happen on the regular. Yes. Okay. For those playing at home, tick your boxes. We've got about, we got about nine things plus a couple of special bonus things to, to listen out for. And then, you know, maybe go back and listen to old episodes and see if you can hear them again, right? The first one is, Adrian says the words, you're right. <laughs> you say the words, you're right, almost every episode. Likewise, listen for me laughing like mutton. <laughs> like that, right? That's what I do on the regular. <laughs> also, Listen out for Adrian gets super excited and gets very loud and maybe makes the mic pop a little bit because he gets super loud. I gotta learn to back off when I feel, Listen for, feel it rising. <laughs> no, man, it's oh. awesome. I love it. Maybe Leon discusses something very left field. Yes. That no one's ever heard of before and no one's likely to hear again. Adrian says, turn the prism. Yeah. <laughs> Leon's all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Leon says, oh, man, when describing something good. <laughs> Adrian's, Adrian says, there you go. Yep, yep. <laughs> Leon, Leon makes a reference to art or film. Yes. <laughs> 90s music comes up in conversations when, when we're talking about something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> or, play to your strong suit. I know. Well, special bonus, special bonus. Adrian mentions King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, or Leon mentions Tropical Foxtrot. <laughs> those, those two things come up way more than they should. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to attempt to play the bingo today, and if if that if those things happen, I'm going to try and keep it in mind. And if those things happen, I'm going to go. Bing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I look forward to it. I've, yeah. I've, all right. That, I yeah. love it. 50 episodes too. We just got to yeah, pause and go 50 episodes just started in lockdown as a, as for shits and giggles yep. and uh, having a great time 50 episodes later. Awesome. I know. It's, it's great. It's excellent. Well, sir, you've caught me by surprise with your podcast bingo <laughs> and I have now a surprise for you. Ooh. Oh, hit me. Interested. I've been listening to a lot of post-rock lately, yep. known for its esoteric, atmospheric production yep. and love of building and crushing crescendos. And it's also a genre of standout, strange 
band names. Oh, nice. And so here's a quiz for you. Oh, yeah, okay. Two truths and a fake. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. I've got three questions (laughs) and I'm going to read out three band names and I want you to pick the fake one. Two are real and one is fake. Now, post-rock is somewhere in your sweet spot. So I reckon you've probably heard of some of these. But let's just see. Okay. Let's see. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I was born ready for this. Question one. Yeah. Codes in the clouds. Yeah. Readouts from rainbows. <laughs> explosions in the sky. Well, I know explosions in the sky, so I'm going to take that one already. That's off the list. Okay. Um, the second one was readouts from rainbows. Is that right? The, thir- the first yes. one was something about clouds. Codes in the clouds. I'm going to pick that one. Is that the fake one? It is not. The fake oh, one is no. readouts from rainbows. <laughs> did you did you see codes from clouds and then like like basically run it through a thesaurus or something and go, all right, there's well, my fake one. <laughs> I knew explosions in the sky. I saw codes in the clouds and I thought, well, sky, clouds, rainbows. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, that's a nice tie together. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew explosions in the sky. It's a great band. You'll know one of these, but the name is just a standout. Okay. Uh, the second question. Mm. And you will know us by the trail of dead. Yep. These arms are snakes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Meet me in the alley and we'll shoot it out. Ooh, man, man. Well, I know the first one. That one I already yes. know. That's a band. Um, what was it? Arms are snakes? These arms are snakes. If that's not a band title, I hope it is. I love that. I'm going to go for the last one, meet me in the alley in a shootout thing. Is that the fake Correct. one? Correct. Yes. That's the fake one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that These Arms Are Snakes is a real He's band. a band. I've got to look that up. I've got to look that up. I want to see that. I want to hear this band. Uh, um, last one. And then I'll lead into the first thing that I've been listening to. Oh, great. Black Country, New Roads. Yeah. Those who ride with giants. Yeah. Monster truck car crash. Oh, man. My instincts tells me it's the last one, but then I bet it's not. Read them to me again. I, this, is, this one's a tough one because I don't, don't know any band from these three. Good, because one of them is the band I'm about to talk about oh, that I've been cool. listening to. Excellent. Yes. Oh, man, that's such a good segue. Okay. Black, Black Country New Roads. I bet that's a real band, yeah. Those who ride with giants. Oh, that sounds like a real band too. Monster truck car crash. I'm going to go to those with those that ride with giants is fake. Incorrect. Oh man, you are good. <laughs> Which is real? <laughs> the real is well, fake is monster truck car crash. Oh man, my instincts were correct. You are correct. Uh, and I thought I thought t- I was sort of going on um, going on because it sounds so different to the others. It can't be the fake one. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. Um, Let me tell you about Black Country New Roads and their debut album for the first time. There's so many great titles, including those you made up, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I had some fun with that. That was cool. (laughs) Um, Really great titles. Even those ones you made up would be great band names. I thought so. Well, hey, it's out there. If someone starts a band, feel free. I would love to uh, (laughs) endorse you. would would it help you if I said that Black Country New Roads, when you uh, search on your streaming service, recommended artists and contemporaries of this band are Black Midi. Ah, oh, I love Black Midi. Richard Dawson. 
Oh, man. This is Swans. right in my wheelhouse. What? And Juju. <laughs> Dude. This right? is, this, is ex- this I must hear this band now. Okay. This is, this well, is great. It's the debut band. This is a, a UK multifaceted post-rock band. They have elements of experimental jazz and math rock and, and Eastern European folk. They have a saxophone player. They have a violin yep. player. Yeah. So it's, you know, post-punk, post-rock, frantic, pulsing kind of stuff mm. with this clever, humorous, insightful, spoken word-esque lyrics. I tried my best to stay The cool thing was that there was a lot of hype. There was I saw this band uh, and this album talked about and pictured everywhere with mm. glowing reviews in all the coolest blogs and online posts and publications. And I kind of shied away. And about three or four weeks ago, I sat down and went, I will now listen to this and form an opinion. Nice. And I enjoyed it. It nice. drew me in. It was that's, much hyped, right? That's, and that's really very different to your normal kind of listening circle too, which is really cool. It, it is. This is not necessarily the style of music that I go to to find joy, but um, I found this album incredibly interesting, yeah. very compelling, and it drew me back to repeat listens. It's six tracks, 40 yep. minutes. Yep. These are like, I think they're very young, like 20-year-old, you know, Pete kids people and <laughs> yeah uh, and it just it just sounds like they're our age mate <laughs> i know they've got together and said well i'll bring my saxophone i'll bring my violin oh, okay yeah. well let's let's play drums and and let's make a band they're just oh, making man. i love it noise and the 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 vocalist it's let me let me talk to you about the the centerpiece of the album is this song called sunglasses which is like this three part nearly 10 minute kind of thing and it the first part is about this guy who's with his girlfriend at their very rich and she's from a rich family hmm. and the lyrics are like this mother is juicing watermelons on the breakfast island and with frail hands she grips the nutribullet and the bite of its blades remind me of a future that i am in no way part of and the wall of photographs in the downstairs second living room's tv area i become her father and complain of mediocre theatre in the daytime and ice in single malt whiskey at night, of rising skirt hems and lowering IQs, and things just aren't built like they used to be, the absolute pinnacle of British engineering. Mother is juicing watermelons on the breakfast island, and with frail hands she grips the Nutribullet. And the bite of its blades reminds me of a future that I am in no way part of And in a wall of photographs In the downstairs second living room's TV area I become her father And complain of mediocre theatre in the daytime And ice and sleep. So that this kind is of real poetry, man 
poetry. And this is spoken word. It's kind of spoken, sung, talked, delivered emphatically. Some, you know, so like in in response to the music sort of thing, but not necessarily sung like a melody. Yeah. Uh, correct. It, it could almost be beat poetry, you know, woman, whoa, man, whoa, man. It's not like that's a great, that, so I married an axe murderer throwback. Nice one, man. It's not like beat poetry, you know, but it's like, yeah, like musical poetry yeah. performance art. It's yeah, very yeah, so it's not because that's the thing that I normally have an issue with um, spoken word over the top of music is that it feels very separated from the music, like that the music is going and then the, the, the poetry is going, but the two don't necessarily seem to relate. But when it does work, it's because the the spoken word is directly relating to the way the music sounds and there's intonation yeah. that's responsive. I would be interested to hear your thoughts because there are a lot of saxophone blasts and there's a lot of violin and there's a lot of um, post-punk guitar. Yeah. But it's it's not heavy, but it's heavy. If that's if I could, yeah, it's not I totally get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because the one the first thing that I'm going to talk about is also very similar like that. It's not heavy, but heavy. Cool. Yeah. Well, and, and and the last thing I'll say about this is that the opening track is a six minute instrumental, which kind of starts with this yeah. heartbeat and this slow beat, and it was absolutely compelling. It really drew me in. Well, uh, like like Pink Floyd. Yeah, but then it, but a little bit more urgent. Uh, it was, okay. it had me captivated, really captivated. So the hype managed to, sorry, the album managed to live up to the hype and they've since put out a second album. That's awesome. That's very hard to do too. Yeah. So uh, they're the kind of band I would love to see live. I'll follow their, their, I had a quick listen to their next album and it wasn't um, as compelling I thought, but the lyrics were still interesting. I didn't dive in as deep, but Mm. um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. So Black Country, New Roads is the band. And yep. the album is called For the First Time, came out in 2021. Man, you know, as soon as we're off of this, I'm going to jam the speakers on and give that a go because that mm. sounds absolutely intriguing. And it sounds a bit avant-garde and a bit experimental. Yep. Yeah. It sound, but it also sounds like there's a bit of sort of musical catchiness to it. It's not just, you know, like it's got a bit of um, instrumental melody that sort of keeps your ear interested rather than being yep. musically abrasive. It's not abrasive. Yeah, good point. Really good point. Yeah, I'm. Uh, look, have a listen. I look forward to chatting to you and hearing what wow. you think about that. Yeah, I'm super interested in that. All right, before I get cracking on my first one, I'm going to just do a quick honourable mention of something I am listening to but aren't going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is Totally Unicorn's new album, High Spirits, Low Life. And it's a great album, but it's, it's very similar to a lot of other Total Unicorn stuff. I would say that it's kind of 
in some ways more raw, but it, yeah, I'm not going to discuss it because I think the stuff that I've got to discuss has is it's just intriguing to the extreme. So the All first right. album, the first band I'm listening to that I'm going to mention is called Heilung, and it's the album is called Futha, and it's <laughs> it's it. I would describe it like folk metal. Could you? Spell the band name for me, please. Yeah, H-E-I-L-U-N-G. It means healing in German. Okay. Heilung. I feel like I've heard of it, but maybe you've talked about this previously. I have mentioned it to you to very me. briefly. I messaged you okay. once ago and, and about, I don't know, about six weeks ago when I first yes. found this band, I went, oh, man, this is, yes. this is great. So I've been listening to it for quite some time. I've memorised some of the lyrics, even though they're in a different language and it's it's really really interesting stuff. There's no guitars, there's no distortions, there's lots of drums and a bit of growly vocals and beautiful singing. But I would say that the predominant sound sounds somehow metal, like metal, wow. like heavy metal. I don't know how, but there's something about it. Maybe it's that sort of sense of um, drama and the sense of of atmosphere that metal yep. creates but the yeah. sound is pretty different i mean there is sort of some sort of growled sort of screaming sort of harsh vocals in there but that is not the focus of the thing so anyway that, that to me that's why i keep describing it as folk metal <laughs> When you first listen to the album, I'll give you a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a tour of what it's like. The very first song is like chanting, right? And so yep. that there's a bloke growling, like with a throat singing sort of a sound. But then the, yep. simultaneously, there's a woman saying the same chant over the top of it. So like she's like singing very, like talking very sweetly and 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 in a high register, and he's he's talking like this, like that at the same time. But you hear <laughs> both voices at the same time. And it makes it sound really otherworldly or like, you know, maybe something from a horror film or something. Right. Um, and the man, while, while he's talking, he's taking these big gasping breaths but through his nose. So he's going <laughs> like this, like and he's these big <laughs> breaths through his nose, which makes it sound like he's clenching his jaw the whole time when he's not talking. He's really, really worked up. <laughs> Wow. And it's a pretty confronting start. Like you're going, whoa, what whoa. is this? It sounds like you've just stepped into some sort of ritual or something. But then there's just silence for a second in this first song. And then there's this bell. There's just ding rings out like it's almost signaling that something's begun and then there then the drums start and then the, the whole song is just kind of chanting in a different language which, which as I, I thought it might have been Icelandic or something and it might be but um, as you'll see there's a lot of different 
languages that they use. There's this really strong drum beat and it makes you think you've just been transported to some village ritual like a thousand years ago or something like that. Like someone's around the fire just chanting out this thing and beating the drums and then the song builds and builds and builds but then like it ends up with this um, and there's this really sort of quick chanting that is really repetitive and hypnotic and stuff. sort of ends with just the female voice alone sort of saying this spoken word stuff in a really breathless kind of conclusion. And it's like it is a really impactful way of, of starting but then the next few songs after that kind of get really melodious and the woman's voice man it is amazing like it is so clear and so engrossing and it's it's amazing How did you how did you get turned on to this band? Um, a friend um, who I've talked with music um, about quite a bit, Dave. He has he has just gone check this out and sent me the second song from that album, and I was like, whoa, that is really really interesting. And then I played the first song, which I found much more impactful. And so then I just played that whole album straight through and I was like, okay, I am hooked on whatever the hell this is. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He just sent it and goes, that's, look this, check it out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, that's why it's so good to say, hey, what have you been listening to? Yes. People go, I've been listening to Heilung and yeah. the album called Fufa. Whatever it was called. Fufa. <laughs> Fufa with a TH. Fufa. Okay. Okay. Since reading a lot of the lyrics and stuff and reading the translations, I've actually ended up having to learn some of the some of the Icelandic letters and stuff and what the, so that I can sort of learn the pronunciation and stuff. And there is a letter for th in Icelandic. Right. Yeah. So it's engaged you on a deeper oh, level really as well. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, are they contemporary or are they yeah, old? No, nah, they're currently, old, yeah. currently okay, working. Current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, wow. This Futha is their most recent album, but apparently they're they're working on a big double album of some sort. Um, wow. Yeah, and there's like songs. There's also like songs in there that are like have soundscapes, like um, like sounds of war. Like you just hear the soundscapes that they must have made. Like people are at war and you hear arrows flying through the air and people dying and stuff. And then there's a song about war straight after that. Then there's like this bit at the end that sort of sounds electronic as well. It's kind of, wow. kind of interesting. So I actually did some research for once. And oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, do tell. The first thing I did when I was looking at this, I just went, oh, I wonder what they're like live. So I dived in and watched a live performance. So, you know, so I could gather some more input before just resorting to cold facts. So picture this. Yep. All the members are costumed in like, you know, earthy, earthen coloured linen and leather and stuff like that. They're not, yeah, not leather course. jackets or anything like that, just like hides. Yeah. They've all got deer yes. antlers on their heads. They also all have face paint. And the lady in the band has like oh. this leather headband with like lots of leather strips hanging down over her eyes. So you can't wow. see her eyes, but she could definitely see out. 
Um, there's a lot of like a lot of drums around the stage, a lot of members on the stage. I think there's only three um, members, like proper members of the band, and they just get a bunch of other musicians. Yep. Um, and then there's a lot of drums and they're tapping bones together and antlers for rhythms. <laughs> there's bells that they've got, big horns that they blow throughout the thing. All the instruments are like really simple and there's no complex instruments like flutes or violins or anything like that, which I wasn't surprised from the sounds that I heard. But one I didn't expect, one thing I didn't expect is they use sort of some looping technology of some sort. So they okay. go to the microphone, then they twiddle a knob to get a loop happening and then they add another clonk, 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 and they loop that and then they just get these layers and layers of sounds. But here's what I found after I started doing some research because seeing that I was like, okay, okay, I'm really hooked now. I've got to find out what A, what language this is and B, what the songs are about and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So a lot of the songs are taken from text that is taken from historical records from the Vikings and ancient poems and like medieval European stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And Icelandic, Icelandic is one of the languages, as I suspected, but they also sing in Old Norse. They sing oh, God. German. Okay. They sing in Proto-Germanic. They sing in Old English. <laughs> like all these, <laughs> old, all these old languages that are now dead, but they've learned them so that they can sing these original texts in the original language. It's amazing. That is fascinating. Yep. Uh, oh, that is absolutely fascinating. Before I think, the last one thing that I'm going to talk about is the instruments they use. This, this, like, if I knew, didn't find this out through research, it, I, I think it would have, I would have, it would have been less of an experience now that I'm listening to it all over again, knowing this stuff. So some of the instruments yep. they use: a buffalo horn rattle, and <laughs> a Hindi. Gets, I'm ramping it up from least crazy to most crazy. Um, a Hindu Indian ritual bell. A reconstructed silver cup from the Viking Age. There's horns and bones, including deer bones and a human forearm bone. Oh, God. Yeah. Drums, including one with a horse skin painted with human blood. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've got all these things. Commitment. That kind of, Commitment to art. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they got the human forearm bone from um, quite legally from a university overseas. Good. Yeah. They're not killing out. people or anything. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I respect that. I respect the commitment to their art and I find that fascinating and I'm sure that the, they're just totally engaged. Like it sounds yes. like a fascinating project. Well, apparently the whole, the whole um, it's a pretty, quite interactive with the audience. They want to, they want to do performances in the centre of a, a place instead of on a stage at the end of a stage, right. you know, things like yep. that. They try to engage the audience as much as possible and turn it into more of a um, rite of passage than a concert sort of thing. Gosh, Yeah. That's, you know, people who make that stuff don't set out to go, I'm going to make the greatest pop song ever and make $16 bajillion. You know? No, there's certainly there's, there's nothing just, like that. They're like, hey, guys, I really love old Norse mythology yeah. and, you know, let's, oh, I also like the instruments of um, ancient old England. Yeah, and yeah, And yeah. they get together and create. Well, it's very much East, it's very much Western European, sort of Northern Western European because it kind of yes. sounds very Scandinavian sort of stuff. Right. And all the languages reflect that too. But apparently, yeah, it just started with two guys um, who were both had a mutual interest in it. And then as they were playing and doing a little performance, the, the, female, the female member of the band, I don't know any of their names, but yeah. she, she saw them and went, whoa. I want in and she, yeah. her, her voice just offers the perfect counterbalance to the sort of beat driven and sort of gruff heaviness of the rest of the sound. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I love how that 
um, kernel of inspiration creates its own center of gravity that attracts yes. like-minded souls, yes. you know, yes. it's not going to be for everyone, but some people see it and go, I want in, or I want to yes. read more. Or, do I you, want, you know, do I you know that it. I figured the perfect place to see these guys would be at dark mofo down in, um, Mona in Tasmania. Perfect. Can you imagine if they got down there? Like that would be perfect. That would be, yeah, yep. that would be a sight yep. and an experience. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Bing. Threw that one in there for you. <laughs> Thanks. I probably missed some of those. I I, I realised I have said wow a few times. Was oh, yeah? that one of the bingos? I probably said oh man yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Leon, you know when you just can't get a song out of your head and for some reason it just connects and it clicks and you just keep listening to it, that is what experience I've had with a song called Tidal River by an Australian band called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. Oh, I've heard of Rolling Blackouts. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I've got both their two EPs and their two previous albums on vinyl. And I've put ordered... out a new song or a new album? New album. The new album's yep. called Endless Rooms. It came out yesterday at time of recording. Uh, I had a little advanced copy, so I've been listening to it a lot. Oh, nice. But the, but the Tidal River was out a few, maybe a month ago, and was one of the singles that they led with. And it is, uh, it is just a great track. We play This band is something special. There's something uniquely Australian about this band. They're from mm, Melbourne. Nice, nice. But, you know, it's it's they have a three-guitar attack with bass and drums, so five members, and they're kind of brothers and cousins and one flatmate. Yeah. So they, it's a little insular unit that seems to work. Um, nice. They have a unique sound. They kind of roll with an acoustic guitar, a rhythm guitar, and sort of lead guitar, and there's a lot of interplay. Three guys write songs and sing, so you get three distinct voices who often will lead on songs. This song, Tidal River. Oh, it's just man, got an earworm like, that can't you can't get away from, huh? Yeah, it's it starts with this incredible um, backbeat, driving indie rock backbeat that yeah. kind of just get get you going. They have this jangly um, guitar sound that is that it kind of plays on the best of the '80s Australia, such as the Go Betweens and maybe the Triffids and and um, the Church, you know. But yeah, but overlaid with a strong indie rock. You know, current indie rock vibe as well. Yeah, that's the great um, thing about a band like that is that it's really hard to put your finger on exactly why it works so well because it's kind of like, well, yeah. it just sounds like it, when you're describing it, it's like, well, that's you could be describing a lot of bands. But then there's just with a band like that, it's probably like, I mean, I'm not super familiar, but I'm guessing that it's like there's just something that's uniquely that sounds like them that yeah. is not like any other band. It, it, it is where something where the sum of the parts is greater than the, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So there's something, yeah. um, some kind of alchemy that happens. And I think it's, none of them are all, none of them are fighting for the front man spot. Yeah. It seems like it's a, it's a cooperative approach that kind of works. Nice. Um, which I really like, uh, the, the song itself, 
their lyrics are very multi-layered and often work on different levels. So when I first hear the song title River, it reminds me of surf trips up the north of North New South Wales yep. surf coast. Yeah. It makes me think of, you know, running your hand through through the creek as you cross to the beach to go surfing. Oh, yeah. You know, you come from a campground. Yeah. It's, it's happy, we're on holidays. And then this week I kind of been getting across some of the deeper meanings and they are smart in their political stance. So they're not like mm. a midnight oil badge on the shirt kind yes. of preaching yeah. kind of stuff, which is almost, fine. That, almost that, that, protest that, kind of music. It, they're not good. That You summed it up better. It's not protest music. Um, and I love that. I love yeah. that in, in yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. Bands Absolutely. need to do that. But these guys, it's it's just, you know, it's just subtle. And they also, I think they talk about them, like why should five white guys, you know, straight white guys be out there telling people and preaching at people? Like mm. like we just do what we do, but mm-hmm. we um, like to talk about what we like to talk about. So Tidal River starts talking about, you know, stolen land and Indigenous rights as well. Yeah. And just how, you know, Australia might feel like a lucky country, but sometimes it feels like there's no one at the wheel and we're just very complacent in mm. what we are, mm. how we're treating our the, the, the beauty and the, the benefit that we have of living in this country. So um, you're sort of saying you know, what, that, the, that, the, that any sort of um, political aspects rather than being direct protest are tied into other bigger meanings as well. So it's kind of... Yeah. And you can discover them for yourself. So one of the yeah. lyrics says, we jet ski over the pale reef. We chase the pill for some relief. Pill being a footy, I reckon. Yeah. Like, you know, we're kicking the footy. So yeah. we're jet skiing. We chase the pill for some relief. As long as you don't point out what's underneath your feet. Jet ski So everything's yeah. happy as long as we don't talk about those tough to talk about issues. Could be you know, chasing a pill all... like a Prozac kind of a pill, like a like a, um, a medication yep. of some sort. I, I thought about that, but I, I think they're just talking about that happy-go-lucky jet skiing, uh, footy playing yeah. lifestyle no, in Australia. Sense. Yeah, that makes more sense that, in that context. That, yeah. yeah, that's how I took it. But, you know, great track. There's another song called Dive Deep, which is a change of pace for them. And it has a more groove. It has some excellent wailing guitar work over this real pulsing rhythm section. All I would say is that Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever are a really slow, strong, deep burn for me. Mm. There are some, like, I'm a big fan, but they're not the band that comes to mind when people go, hey, what's your favourite band? Oh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. You know, but this band, (laughs) this band is slowly, strongly becoming a real favourite of mine. And this latest album is incredible. I'm really, really uh, enjoying it. 
and I've been fascinated listening to it. You know when you finish listening to an album and then you go and put it straight back to track one and let it play through again? Yes. I've been doing that wow. a lot with this album. Love it because it, it continues that fascination. You get to the end of the album and you just go, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang yep. on. And you want it, You just want to go back and go. Okay, I think I think maybe this time I'll I'll pick up that little bit extra that I felt like I just missed. You know, yeah. when you feel oh. like you almost got it, and then you go, no, 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 I've got to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, and then, but there's also that joy factor of going. I want to hear that track, yeah. that guitar riff, that yeah. I love that hook, whatever it is. I, you know, there's joy. There's something really cool happening here, and I want to let's go again, ramp it up. Put yeah. the needle back to track one. Oh, nice. And so so what is it about that particular song that made, made you mention it above all the rest in the album? Yeah, it's the, it's the drum beat that starts and the urgent fun riff that's tripping along uh, with the guitars mm. and just some of the earworms that got in my head. It just and it squirts the dopamine. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, full facial dopamine. It was just, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Right into the brain cells. Uh, right nice. into the brain cells, yeah. Okay, that's beautiful. Well, I'll, I'll uh, skirt around and talk about something else that I've been listening to. But sure. I've been listening to this one for a, a while, actually. Um, last time, about six months ago, we talked about uh, we talked about music that was on our current rotation and I knew this one was coming up and I knew it was yet to be released, but I, they'd already released one song at the time. So I've been listening to it for a little while since uh, I think they released it in about March or April or something like that. So it, it um, I wasn't sure what it was when we first talked about it, but I was like, mm, this is coming up, so I bet I'll be talking about it next time. And here we are. It's by a band called Beirut. Yes. And the album is called Artifacts. And back in the back six months ago or five months ago, whenever we last spoke about this, I didn't really know what it was. There was a couple of songs that were, were new and I was like, ooh, nice, really nice songs. But I was like, whoa, there's like 24 songs on this. What's going on whoa. with this? So it turns yeah. out that it's uh, songs from LPs that weren't on full albums. There are B-sides and rarities that were from early recordings before Beirut was Beirut. Wow. And so the the um, the main singer, well, I guess the band has just con- concocted these and compiled them and gone, let's just release them, guys, and made yeah. a few new songs as well to, to throw into the mix. So the first five songs are actually from an EP that I'm very, very familiar with called Elephant Gun. It's actually one of my favourites. And so my adventure for this actually begins at track six because I was already super familiar with those first five tracks. And there's just lots of little beautiful little tracks that with the, the singer, his, his name's Zach Condon. And um, it's just him and like one instrument. And there's lots of melancholy kind of space in there. Him and a him and an organ, or him and a ukulele, or him and a mandolin, just playing just by itself. It's just lots of little beautiful little bits like that. And um, he he tends to be a singer who doesn't kind of open his mouth a lot. But in this one, there was a lot of tracks where he, the vocals are almost mumbled to the point where they're just sort of humming or just ahhing, you know. And right, yeah. 
sort of, he sort of sings just almost uh, under his breath, not under his breath, but, you know, he doesn't just belt it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe is that the demos? Were there some demos yes, on there? I and think maybe so. they were Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I think you're trying to find his sound at the time and maybe not necessarily mm. feeling confident about how it's gonna sound or just figuring it out or I'm not sure. Yeah. But um but it's actually really nice because you can hear the voice kind of like an instrument rather than as like a, a um a deliverer of lyrics. Got it. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Um, and, you know, maybe he was not as confident because he actually was really, really young when Beirut started. Right. Um, you know, he was in his teenagers. Te- he was a teenager. Uh, anyway, so there's and there's a lot of really nice ones that are uh, evocative of, you know, traditional Beirut with a huge big band full of horns and a piano accordion and all kinds of stuff like that. And I just love those, of course. <laughs> Um, I think this whole thing probably was inspired by a whole lot of introspection that was happening at the time. So I, I was reading, I've been, I follow them on social media and stuff like that, but I've noticed since about late 2021, the band has been posting some really unusually personal posts. Right. Normally it's just generic stuff like here's the new song, blah, 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 blah. But there's, a lot of really personal ones where he's just doing a performance for everybody. So he'll just be sitting in front of a camera with a ukulele and just do a quick little performance with this nice, nice little kind of one person serenade to the yeah. internet. And, yes. And uh, there's a particularly nice one um, with just him and an organ singing a song called Now I'm Gone. And his voice in the organ, man, they just, they just sound like it's this beautiful old 70s. 60s or 70s organ and his voice in this organ, they just sound like they were made for each other. It's, It's wonderful. Another that one, sounds magic. It is. There's another nice one called Postcards from Italy too, where he's just sitting there with a with a ukulele. But I mean, who am I kidding? There. They're all exquisite. They're all beautiful. And it's so unusual because it's not really usual for that kind of personal post with this band. But another thing that makes me think that this introspection is what prompted the release of the older material is that the singer um, has he's written a big, big post about how he's actually got a lot of anxiety and mental health issues around touring and performing, which had a a lot of knock-on effects that then spiralled out of control and meant that he couldn't perform. Wow. And um, I think he's pretty introverted actually in real life and then combined with that that he started touring with the band when he was like 18 or 19 
um, is probably just not really good for an introvert. So I think he's kind of feeling bad that he couldn't perform and then feeling like he's kind of let people down a bit and go, you know what, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain and give everyone a little bit of insight that maybe otherwise they might ne- never have released that music. But I think that's maybe what prompted it. That that's incredible. Don't don't discount the pandemic too, because he was probably true. You know, locked down at home, a lot of time to think, digging through old files. Also, um, performing, you know, live streaming and all that kind of stuff really took off over the pandemic. That's so true. Mm. Well, I mean, this this is just they're so lovely. I mean, it would be almost kind of nice to sort of see some of those um, little performances turned into an album of sorts, you know, replaying some of those or rethinking some of those songs that have already been recorded, but in different ways. That's awesome. We'll have to share some on uh, our Facebook page of your favorites. Yes. Yes. That's a great idea because there's, there's a few that are just mind blowingly beautiful. Oh, brilliant. But if you're new to the band, don't, don't begin with this album. If you've never heard this band, don't begin with this album. Cause it's like 24 or 25 or 26 songs long or something like that. And it goes for like an hour and a half. <laughs> D- deep <laughs> so, cuts for fans. Yeah. 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 If you're into it and you're already like, you already enjoy that. The fact that all the albums kind of change genres almost then, then yeah, this is a great ride. Great. Very, very cool. Well, uh, you know, I could talk about, for, for what I've been listening to, the new stuff from The Smile, which is two members of Radiohead uh, doing some oh, new yeah. stuff. That's been very interesting. I could also talk about the new King Gizzard album because it is blowing my mind, Omnium Gallery. I really thought that's what was coming up next. <laughs> no, no. It's too, really? it's too obvious. Too obvious. Let me just wow. let me just walk you down, and this will give you a rabbit trail uh, guided tour into the way my brain works, because this is yeah. going to come out of left field at you, mate. Okay, it's time for some Bollywood. What? Here, what? <laughs> strap, strap yourself in. Strap yourself in. Because Bollywood. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there's my mutley laugh coming. In. <laughs> Bing. Um, all right, we've been watching the TV show, reality TV show, The Voice. Don't just let's just not even talk about it because my kids oh, yeah. like it and blah blah blah. Yeah. Mm. This 17-year-old chap who is, I think he was from the Hindi community, he got up there in his disco suit, which was silver, and all his family in his in their Indian um, um, beautiful Indian saris and get up, and he sang a song called "I Am a Disco Dancer." I am a disco dancer. I am a disco dancer. I am a disco dancer. He was, he was. That sounds awesome. It sounds was, like Donny, something Donny Benet. It was sing. very Donny Benet and I was having a moment and it sparked my curiosity. He was a average singer. He was yeah. a average, very average dancer, yeah. but you could not deny his energy and his commitment and his love for what he oh, was doing. Man. Right, man. I love seeing that. It's so good. <laughs> Loved it. And he talked about how he'd been bullied at school because he, he loved this song and he just wanted to sort of own it. And, man, I was yeah. I was just all in for this kid. It I bet he owned awesome. it. 
owned it. 100%. And of course, legend. What do I do? I start jumping up and I'm running around the house saying, I am a disco dancer. (laughs) Yeah. And he he went on to explain that this was a massive song in his community. And I went, Mm. really? Really? Okay. So I started diving in. Now, in 1982, a Bollywood film called Disco Dancer which tells the rags to riches story of a young street performer from the slums of Bombay rising Mm. to the rank of Supreme Disco Champion um, became (laughs) a worldwide success. I wonder if there really is Disco Championships. That would be so good. In 1982, that would have been the pinnacle of... Oh, in 1982. Is that when the film was made? The film was made in 1982. Right. Became okay. a worldwide smash hit. But oh, Okay, back then there really was. The people were did compete. I've seen footage of people competing in disco dancing. Like they, they're almost like tag teaming and going, you next, bang, and out like, comes someone, performs a little thing and goes out. It's so like good. rock and roll wrestling but dance style, dance it's fighting. Dance off. Dance fighting is right. <laughs> But but this this film Disco Dancer was uh, a worldwide success across Asia, the Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, Turkey, and Africa. Right? It was wow. Disco Dancer was the highest grossing foreign film ever in the Soviet Union. Whoa! I, I'd never heard of this. Right? The soundtrack, which you can listen to on your streaming service, mm. went platinum in India and went gold in China. Whoa. Right? So holy moly. Adjusted for inflation, it's still one of the highest grossing Indian films of all time. So the what? song, the song I Am a Disco Dancer, performed by VJ Benedict, has got, okay. got into my head and I've been driving in the car listening to it. And then there's a second song on this soundtrack that I yeah. want to talk about. And it's called Jimmy 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 Acha Acha Acha. <laughs> Archer, as in like the surname Archer? No, AJA. Okay. Archer. But this is where it gets really interesting because also I, as soon as that song started, it. and it starts with this, um, you know, one of those Roland 808 kind of drum beats and it's got like uh-huh. strings and so, and I went, I know this song. It was it was a great song, and I really, really, uh, genuinely liked it. Even though they're singing yeah. some English and some Hindi or something like that, because the fantastic British slash uh, Sri Lankan artist Mia, uh, who you may or may not know, um, no, sang know. A, sang a song called Jimmy. Uh, she, mm. she she is an incredible um, artist. Early two thousands, she had a song called. Well, she just stole it, did she? No, no, no. She she just covered it, but but then added her verses and her thing, ah, okay, right? Okay. So so she obviously does it all properly and, and tributes it and um, okay. as it is. Okay, but, cool. she, but it's from her heritage, right? So she knew this. Song. Yeah. Okay. And it's a fantastic song. Jimmy, 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 Jimm
So, um, oh, and so you kind of went, ah, that's where I know that's the sound where, from. So the circle gotcha. became complete. So in all honesty and in all seriousness, I've been driving around this week listening to listening to Bollywood. I am a disco dancer, and Jimmy, 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 Acha, and I've been loving it. Wow, that really did come in left field. It will it will peter out. I'm not saying that I'm a lifelong fan, but I'm just saying I went down the rabbit trail. That's what, yeah. I loved we're it. talking about what we're listening to right now. What we're listening and, to, yeah. And how and the story of how you got into it. Yep, yep. There's an insight into how wow. my brain works and wow. uh, what goes on in my music listening life. Well, that's cool, and I love that when you start with something that's sort of innocuous. Innocuous is the wrong word, but something which takes you by surprise like a reality TV show. Yep. Or like when I was talking a couple of weeks ago about hearing something just on a television show and going, whoa, 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 what's this sound and leading me right back to the Jesus lizard. And it just takes you on this journey that you just could never have picked. And especially if you are leaving yourself to be open to those kinds of experiences. You're not shutting yourself off and going, this is terrible. You're going, this is actually kind of fun. I'm interested in this let's let's see where this takes me there is so much content and so much stuff out there fighting for your attention yeah so that when something does pierce the bubble and and finds its way into your consciousness it's worth investigating yeah you know as as you get as you get older and older and as you as you start to expand your horizons it does get easier just to go "Eh, let's give this a try absolutely yep yeah Cool. All right. Well, this next one for me is going to come as absolutely no surprise, <laughs> but it is also, you know, something that comes in from left field as as far as general music listening goes. Um, but you know, no surprises for me, I guess. Uh, it started. I'll tell you, take you on a bit of a journey too, because it started with a band we've mentioned before called Estratosphere. Yes. But this is this first little Estratosphere mention is just a segue to what I'm really going to talk about. I mentioned. Previously, an album called It's Understood by Estratosphere. Now, they've got three other albums that I've been listening to for, for you know, since, since I last talked about them. And I could talk about that, but it's a lot. So just as a quick reminder, they describe their music in the following ways. Bulgarian surf, gypsy metal jazz, <laughs> and spaghetti eastern. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Spaghetti eastern. Yeah, it's great. So it's beautifully weird and it switches between um, songs that are just like jilted, weird hootenanny country songs or tongue-in-cheek surf straight into jazz or like speed metal. Like it's it's weird. Like And, and it just takes you on these weird journeys. You go, why am I listening suddenly to country? And then, so, and then you'll be suddenly there'll be like a verse of, sorry, a chorus of metal and you're like, oh, okay, yes, that's right. That's what they're doing. Excellent. Um, anyway, listening to that band prompted – like listening to that band a little more prompted Apple Music's algorithm to rem- recommend me some similar to similar music, which I later found out was the recommends were based purely on members of Astratosphere who went on to do other projects. Ah. And the one that I fell in love with was called Tron. Okay. T 
T-R-A-U-N, Tron. Yep. Right? So it took me a little while, though, to find Tron because first I found something called The Deserts of Tron, Part 3, The Lilac Moon. <laughs> and I was going, okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's the name of that. The, the Deserts of Tron is the, is the name of the band and then Part 3, The Lilac Moon is the album. I'm like, okay, Part 3. Okay, where's the other stuff? There's no other stuff. Okay, there's only one album and it's called Part 3. It's, you know, you know, it's like... Star Wars starting with yes, um, episode, episode four. four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, there you go. Bing. I mentioned a movie. <laughs> that wasn't even in my preparatory notes either. That just oh, came, out, came out. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. So um, my first impression was, here's a weird, interesting thing that I don't even know what it is, right? Because it's a combination of all different varieties of music. Imagine experimental saxophone jazz, like oh. crazy experimental free jazz, right? also songs that are like a funk electric organ there's some like wild flute things and big orchestral sounds and all of this is punctuated with extreme heavy metal wow all right yeah So um, bear in mind that like the, the, the whole thing feels like it's focused on the drum parts, like the drums are like the through line of this whole thing. Yep. And of all these wild stylistic changes, I would say the main continuous motif is metal. So I wouldn't actually say that the album is mostly metal, but that's the through line for the whole thing. And yeah, got it. There's like this weird sci-fi atmosphere. And there's like sort of a weird synth 70s sci-fi thing that is going through the whole thing as well. The album looks like it's the cover art. It looks like it's a 70s sci-fi kind of thing as well. So, and here we go. Here's some of the tracks, the names of the tracks. The Detective in Disguise, Searching the Swamps, The Detective and Gary Prepare, <laughs> Escape from the Crystal Caverns, ah. Ascending the Crystal Mountain, right? This is clearly describing a narrative of yes. some sort. Yes, yeah. You know? And so I'm so interested at this point because... Number one, the music jumping around genres like that, but doing it, doing it in a natural, it doesn't just suddenly become metal. Like a few big guitar riffs come in and you're like, ooh, interesting. Oh, okay, suddenly it's metal. Okay, well, but it sort of sounds natural. So I'm like, man, I'm into this. But then reading these song titles, I'm like, what is this narrative? So I started looking. Like this is the quickest I've ever gone into researching something. Yeah. In my life basically. It really grabbed you. 
big time. And so I couldn't find any movie or book called The Lilac Moon. I'm like looking for The Lilac Moon going, well, is this a movie of some sort? What's going on? And I, but I thought, then I thought, well, maybe it's like a, maybe it exists as like a conceptual or an unwritten book, right? Where maybe the music is the narrative, but there's no words. Right. You know, like, like, um, what's that? What's that other one? Like it's Peter and the Wolf. You know that one? Yeah. Yes. It's meant to, it's like, like, it's like a story for kids, but it's just instruments. There's no narrative. There's no anything, but it does tell a story, but through the music, I thought maybe it's like that, but it was all very mysterious. But don't despair, sir. I kept looking. <laughs> so I was wondering why it said part three. So I kept digging. And and I tried to look at, you know, tried to look and look and look and look. But researching actually didn't tell me a whole lot. So I looked and I was like, okay, it was released in 2003. So I tried to see if there was plans for a larger, more complete release. And, ex- and, and I found that actually there was. And there is a, actually a thing that... that, that that's released under the name Tron. So just Tron. So not deserts of Tron, but under just Tron. And I found also from a little bit of, bit of digging that the main composer's name is Dave Murray. I was like, okay, great. Okay. I think I'm, I think I've found something useful. So I looked up Dave Murray. What comes up is the guitarist from Iron Maiden. So that's not him. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist. Plot twist. I thought that was going to be a thing. Oh, okay. I know because of metal, right? Yeah, that's what yep. I thought. Yeah, and it just led to a dead end. It's like, no, that is not the guy. Okay, because I looked and went, oh, no, hang on, because uh, I know I realized that also it was that Dave Murray was a member of a stratosphere. Ah. So and so I found that it was he was a member of a stratosphere. Hence why Apple has has recommended it to me. <laughs> so he's a member of a stratosphere called Dave Murray, and I looked up Dave Murray and. Iron Maiden. Oh, no, that's not going to go anywhere. Okay, looked up Astratosphere, Dave Murray. <laughs> no, it doesn't lead me anywhere other than Astratosphere. Okay, how about adding Tron? Uh, no, that didn't turn up anything much else either. Plus, I also found that there's a skier with the name Dave Murray, so that didn't lead anywhere. Yeah, you know, it was just Jeez. dead end after dead end. So wow. yeah. um, I did manage to find that um, the, the, all the albums, the, the, the whole three albums, the trilogy, which the part three hinted at was released, but I could only find it on Spotify. So that put me, and I could only, and I don't have Spotify. So I tried to find it and find it. And a couple of days later, I managed to find it on Apple music somehow. I can't even remember how. So I've, I've managed to listen to it this, this week and the week and last week as well, a little bit, but I thought, no, nah, I'm still not satisfied. So I looked up on social media and tried to find Tron, which is really hard. Cause every time you find Tron it, um, because it's T-R-A-U-N, it auto-corrects to train. Like Google's like, I think you're searching for train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not searching for train. <laughs> the band. What about? Drops of <laughs> Jupiter. What about yeah. blue train? No, not that either. God. And so Google oh. says that. Apple says that. It always thinks you're looking for train. So I looked up I looked up social media uh. and I managed to find Tron on his Facebook page. So I went from that and I thought, I'm going to try my luck. And I thought I'd message the guy himself. Oh, and okay. so instead of fact of the week this week, yes, I'm going to mention that Mr. David Murray replied to me, and he sent a link. He sent a link well, to a well, website well. that I was looking for because you know, look, the way that our um, the way that our our fact of the week works is that we just try and find something interesting, and this is absolutely the most interesting thing that I found out this week. Fascinating, yes. So he sent me a link to the webs the website I was looking for and could not find. 
probably just mostly due because I'm terrible researcher perhaps but he he <laughs> but I searched everything I could think of and I, I I just turned up cold but he sent me a link and turns out that there is indeed a long narrative and there are short paragraphs which are aligned to each song that you can read along to so you can read the story as you listen to the music and they're written in order so that the three albums which are titled The Lilac Moon the Black Metal Princess and The Escape from Spa 9, they all have a, a little narrative for every single song. And there happens to be ones called Deleted Scenes as well, which are available on, oh my on Bandcamp. Goodness. And each one of them is colour-coded so you know which album it is so you can jump between the deleted scenes and all the other all the other ones as oh well. Oh, my goodness. And you can read yep. along with this narrative and listen to the music that that is supposed to illustrate it. And... Him messaging back just happened this morning, so I haven't. I've read the narrative. Yes, <laughs> but and I have not yet wow. listened to the music with the writing in my mind. So I will report back on that. But more exciting than that, the good man Sir David Murray has agreed to answer any questions that we may have for him. That is awesome. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot to I take. Know. I, I, I'm kind of still reeling at the the I whole know. expansive world that you just laid out from yeah. a stratosphere to the what is he the guitar player in a stratosphere? No, he's or the drummer. The drummer, and now he's made this three album with songs, with deleted scenes, color coded, mm. read along at home at your own leisure. Yes, that is insane. It is. It, is. it really is. And uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, it was just a great big barrage. But man, I've, I've been deep in the Tron world for a little while. I, I was right there with you. And it's mainly the through line is metal with yes. a lot of bizarre, strange uh, stuff, explosions of different genres as well. Yes. You got it. Wow. Yes. Woo. That is a lot. That was insane. And <laughs> I want to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a real wild ride. I'll tell you what. And um, it's been a really difficult thing to try and find any information about this stuff and it's still really exciting because I just exchanged a few messages with him just this morning and found out so much stuff and I was wildly writing a few notes of how and changing up the way I was framing this whole thing this morning because at the, I, I came into this I was before we started recording I was thinking all I'm going to be able to talk about is the mystery that is Tron yes and so much got un <laughs> unraveled for me just this morning. <laughs> Real time investigation. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and yeah, now I'm just super, super keen to sit down with the with the story and the songs and just do a good deep listen. That's the joy of fandom, you know. That's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that has grabbed you by the scruff of your neck, dragged you in and, and encouraged you along in your journey of investigation. That is yeah. uh, very fascinating, oh, yeah. very interesting. I love it. Very, very yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. It was it was fun. And, and fact of the week, Leon chatted and got details direct from the artist. <laughs> and plus, Tracked him down. you and I, you, I'm gonna, I've got to rack your brains because I've written a few questions out and I've got to rack your brains and see if we can uh, help compose some really good tight questions for the for this wonderful fellow who's generous enough to go, yeah, sure, ask me any questions you want. I love it. I love it. And that's the joy when you ask, what have you been listening to? And I yeah. get a great insight into what Leon's been up to with his Heilung, uh, Old Norse, you know, ancestral tribal drumming chanting <laughs> bands. And Adrian with his Bollywood. <laughs> Wow, man. Oh, that really did it. come left for field for me. I didn't, didn't expect that. 
endlessly rewarding. Music yes. fandom, endlessly rewarding. There yeah. you go. Well, uh, listeners, I'd like to hear what you guys have been listening to. Send us a, 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 an email at supersonicchat at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on any of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know. Uh, if you have listened to any of the bands that we've talked about t- today, um, feel free to let us know what you thought as well. And if this has been as fun for you as it has been for us, or even half as fun because it's been maximum level fun for us, <laughs> then, then go straight to your podcast provider, including Spotify actually, who now let you make reviews and give us a spanking five-star review or just tell a friend about our wonderful Sonic Brain Clash. There you go. Another great episode of Supersonic Chat. Thank you for your listenership and we look forward to your company next time. 